0: Good morning everyone. My name is Carol Gosman and my husband and I are senior pastors of Every Nation. Welcome to our online morning service. We are so delighted to have you with us. We are continuing our series on infinite hope and today's message is called Receive and Know. Lord Jesus, as we continue with the series, I pray that you would cause hope to arise in everyone's heart. I pray that as we share around your word, they would Do more than hearing me, they would hear you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Did you know that 800,000 people every year die from suicide? That is four people every second. Over the last decade, depression has increased globally by more than 20%. We have been in a global pandemic long before COVID-19 arrived. We have been in a global pandemic of hopelessness. God's gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ is meant for just such times as this. God wants to invade the world and lift the cloak of hopelessness and put hope in the hearts of his people that we might declare a good God and a good future for the people around us. Hope, defined, is a joyful expectation of a good future. If that is true, then we can't have hope unless we have a picture of the future that is delightful, that is full of grace and love and all the good things that we can imagine. Caroline Leaf, in her book, Switch on Your Brain, says this, To think positively about our prospects, we must be able to imagine ourselves in the future. Our brains may have stamps from the past, but they are being rewired by our expectation of the future. Imagining a positive future reduces the pain of the past. Faith motivates us to pursue these goals. Hope leads to expectation, which creates peace, excitement, and health in our minds and bodies. God has an answer to this epidemic of hopelessness. Also, To pursue hope must mean to pursue God because God holds the future. Hope also is never isolated. In the Bible and whenever hope is spoken about in the kingdom of God, hope is found in the midst of all of God's goodness. It is found in community. It's found mixed with love. It's found mixed with faith. It is found in context of God's great picture for the world, God's great dream for the world. I want to start with the scripture. and. In the scripture, you will see hope doing that. Hope is kind of found in the middle of a great prayer that Paul prayed for a church that he loved. And in this prayer, he talks about all the things that he is desiring for this church and that God wants to bring to this church. And in the middle, we find hope right there. Starting in Ephesians 1 from verse 15. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might? Right there you see the hope to which he has called us. This hope is is found in Christ's inheritance in the saints. It's found amongst the community of believers. Once we are in that community, hope arises in our heart. Hope is found in context of God's immeasurable power towards us as we believed, believe. Hope is... What arises in our heart when we are grounded in the gospel, when we are grounded in the kingdom, when we are grounded in the community of the body of Christ, when we are aware and living in the power of the living God. Two points from this scripture that I want to make today. I want to make a point that we receive something and we know something. We receive God's light, God's revelation in order to perceive God's truth. Point number one. Point number two, we know God's truth in order to grow in God's hope. Have you ever gotten dressed in the dark? I go running in the mornings and in winter I often leave before the sun is up and I have to get dressed obviously in the dark, trying not to wake my husband Andrew up. And there have been times when I have been kind of, peering through the gloom trying to find the right shirt or the right socks or whatever that I've kind of got it wrong. I remember coming back from a run one time and noticing that I'd run the whole run with my shirt inside out. Another run I had been running with these super duper new running pants that were supposed to keep me free from the cold and and All the way through the run they kept on slipping down and I thought gosh these super duper running pants are no good I got home only to discover I was wearing them backwards why when you get dressed in the dark you make bad clothing choices the truth is when you live life in the dark you make bad life choices this scripture says that we, are need, we need to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. In other words, we receive God's light in order to see well, in order to perceive, in order to know truth. Psalm 94 verse 19 says this, In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts, your comforts delight my soul. I love this. This this verse speaks to me of the, the first part. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, I can almost feel the stress when I read that part. You know those times when anxieties are rising up, everything's wrong. Even when things aren't wrong, you're still feeling anxious. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, he's being so real. Then he says, your comforts delight my soul. It's almost like from that point onwards, it slows down. Your comforts delight my soul. The Passion Translation, sorry, the Passion Translation says it a bit differently. It says, whenever my doubts and fears were out of control, the soothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelmed me with delight. I love that. When we're overwhelmed by the anxieties, the doubt, the fear, the hopelessness of life, we can receive God's presence. We can receive his comfort and everything is put to rest, to peace, brought to peace in our hearts. In essence, these scriptures are telling us to slow down in order to be connected to Jesus, in order be, to be connected to God, in order that His light, His revelation, his truth might invade our thinking, might invade our hearts, may, might invade our understanding so that we can live out the comforts and the delight of the future that he has for us. How do we slow down? We take unhurried time to read our Bibles. We take unhurried time to contemplate and think about God and pray our fears to him and ask him to change things and ask him to speak to us. We take unhurried time separated from the internet with our, with our Wi-Fi off. I dare say where we can where we can spend time thinking about him contemplating the things he has for us memorizing and meditating on scripture and as we do that the light of his truth enters in our soul there's an interesting scripture that is in psalms and psalms 30 verse 6 it says this for with you is the fountain of life in your light we see light It's almost as if spending time in God's presence, spending time with God, being led by Him, hearing Him, reading His Bible, contemplating Him, allows us to see the world differently. C.S. Lewis made this statement, which I think is very profound. He said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Just as when, when I get dressed in the light, I make the right choices, choices. So when I get dressed in God's presence or when I live in God's presence, I make the right choices about my life. I see things differently. I perceive things as they really are. The second point I want to make is that, the first point is that we receive in order to perceive well, in order to know well, in order to understand our worlds well. The second point is that we know God's truth in order to go, grow in God's hope. In other words, we've received his presence and now we see well and now we begin to know something. Remember that scripture, Paul prayed that we would know the hope of Christ's calling. We would know the hope of what he has called us to. There's something we to need to know about ourselves in order to grow in hope. And there is something we need to know about God in order to grow in hope. We need to know something about ourselves and we need to know something about God in order to grow in hope. What do we know about, or what do we need to know about ourselves? First of all, that we are called. As it says there, we need to know the hope of our calling or the hope to which we are called. Two things about our calling. Romans 11, 29 says this, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. In other words, once God has called you, once he has, he's kind of stamped your destiny on you, once he has has let you know what you're called to, what you were destined for, what he made you for, it's irrevocable. God has said it and God will do it. There's another scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, starting from 26, that says this, When I look at these, your calling is irrevocable and God, God didn't choose you because you were fantastic. God chose you because he is fantastic. And as we follow him, he changes the low, the weak, the foolish things in our lives to the wisdom of God, the strength of God. He changes, changes us and helps us to walk into our destiny. This tells me something that our past failures do not determine our future. A powerful testimony comes from a very famous actor by the name of Denzel Washington. You you know him. He's acted in many, many famous movies. The one I can think of is Malcolm X. And he's a devout Christian. He was making a speech at the graduation ceremony of the Pennsylvania University, University of Pennsylvania, and he shared some things about his life. He at university started many degrees and failed them all. He was kind of dropping out of university and he was sitting in his mom's beauty parlor and an old lady from his mom's church came up to him and said these words, you're going to travel the world and speak to millions. At a time when he was very down and feeling like a failure, everything he'd started had just fallen to the ground. He wasn't wasn't able to get his life started and he was really trying to work out what he should do and where he should be going. This woman came up to him and prophesied the calling of God on him. You will travel the world and speak to millions. No evidence of that in his life at that time. He says this, I prayed and prayed, and I failed, and I failed, but I did not give up. I did not quit. Why? Because he believed that God had a good future for him. In hearing that prophecy, he had heard the call of God on his life, and he saw a good future for himself, and therefore hope drove him past the obstacles, through the difficulties. At this point, he has, to date, two Academy Awards, three Golden Globe Awards, one Screen Actors Guild Award, one Tony Award. Interestingly enough, the Tony Award that he received, he received in the same theater in which he had received his first rejection in his first audition as an actor. Speaking this very thing, when God has called you, the calling, the call of God is irrevocable. It doesn't, what God is taking you into does not depend on the failures of your past. If you stick with Jesus, if you keep following him, if you keep allowing his light, his truth, the revelation of who he is to fill your heart, you will enter into a bright and good future. The second thing we need to know is about God and about Jesus, and it's this, there is always a resurrection. There's an obscure verse in Hebrews, but it illustrates a very powerful point. Hebrews 6 verse 19, and the beginning of the next verse, says this, We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. Jesus did not just die for you, he died as you. He lived the life you should have lived and he died the death you should have died. What does this mean? This means that Jesus Christ has already gone before. He's already lived your life. He's already prepared something. He's already made a success of your life. He's gone as a forerunner. It says behind the veil or behind the curtain. It's an allusion to the fact that he went into the temple figuratively, not literally, but gave his body as a living sacrifice in the Holy of Holies behind the curtain to to make atonement for your and my lives, to buy us back from the slavery to which we had sold ourselves, to redeem us. Jesus has gone into your future. So many of us Don't know what the future holds. How many of you in 2015, if you had been asked for your five-year goals, would have said, I am believing in five years to be locked into my house, unable to see my extended family or even to go into church. That's my five-year goal for myself. None of you would have said that. Why? Because so much of our futures is is veiled. So much of our future, we can't know. We can prepare the best we can. We can do the best we can. But there are many things, countless things that you and me will face that we have not prepared prepared for that we do not even know exist until we get there there is a curtain between us and our futures yet Jesus has transcended that veil he's gone past that curtain he's walked into our futures and he's already prepared success for us and in that future in that future this is what we can learn about Jesus that Jesus faced the worst abuse and yet he rose again In our futures, there is always a resurrection. Jesus has walked into your future and he has resurrected your future just as he was resurrected. As he died the death you should have died, he gives you the resurrection that he had. In Your future no matter what you face no matter what you've done no matter what failures are there There will always be a resurrection. There will be a resurrection for South Africa There will be a resurrection for your family, there will be a resurrection for your income There will be a resurrection for your marriage. There will be a resurrection for your children There is always a resurrection That's what it means to be a Christian we can stand sure of this, there is always a resurrection By way of conclusion, I would love to give you three testimonies. The first one is about a married couple. They have been married for over 30 years now. And sometime back, I was having a conversation with the wife and she mentioned that there had been a time in their marriage where there had been some infidelity and the marriage threatened to break apart. There was animosity, anger, hurt, pain, in the marriage and she remembers going before God and crying out to him and saying God I I can't live in this marriage anymore and he she felt God say to her if you trust me and stay in the marriage I will heal you and I will heal the marriage 30 years later they are still married and she said this to me I'm more in love today than I was the day I first got married the first day I walked down that aisle Another is from someone in our church whose mother got COVID-19 and was in ICU in hospital in a very bad state. And she was of the age that, you know, one could expect maybe that she would not make it. And yet... Her son stood in faith and believed and trusted God and said, God, no, I know that you're the God of resurrection. I know you're the God who holds my future. I know you you are the God who's called me, that as you've called me and you've called my mom, you will fulfill that calling in their lives. And as he stood on that, his mom shares this testimony that, She woke up one night and there in her room were two angels standing. They didn't speak to her, but she just felt this feeling of everything is going to be okay. Very shortly after that, the COVID-19 infection dissipated and she was discharged from hospital very unexpectedly. The third testimony I want to share with you is someone in the Every Nation Joburg environment who because of COVID-19 the company was battling and he was retrenched and he was hopeless because his skill set was such that there was not really anything that he could do and yet he he thought this you know what what if I went ahead and and bought some 70% alcohol solution and I begin to make hand sanitizer I I think when he first began, he wasn't really um, thinking of a business. He was just maybe making it for himself or some people. Before he knew it, hand sanitizer became the biggest commodity on the South African market. And here he was making hand sanitizer. At this time, he has a successful roaring business and he is better taken care of financially now than he ever was before he lost his job. What does this mean? as Paul prayed that giant prayer for the Ephesians, that they would find the hope of their calling, that they would know and come to know their inheritance that Christ has in the saints, and that it would understand the immeasurable greatness of his power towards them who believed. We receive his spirit of wisdom and revelation in order to perceive our world right. We slow down in order to walk with him in relationships so that we would be able to see well, understand well, see our futures in his hand. And we know in order to grow in hope. In other words, we come to know that we have been called and that calling is irrevocable. God is not going to abandon us because he has called us and he has a plan for our future. No matter how much we fail, no matter how much we mess up, God will redeem it. Why? Because there is always a resurrection. Therefore, no matter what your past has been like, your future is bright. Lord, I want to pray for everyone watching the sermon this morning. Lord God, I pray that where hopelessness has gotten a hold in their hearts, I pray you would set them free. Lord God, I ask. Father God, that you would lift the veil of uncertainty and that we would see in our futures a good future and we would see Jesus there and we would see the resurrection that he wants to bring, the resurrection of our marriages, the resurrection of our hope, the resurrection of our financial situations, Lord God, that Father God, we would not give into hopelessness, but we would look forward to a good and pleasant future that you hold in the palm of your hand. Thank you, Lord. Lord I want to pray last of all for anyone on this feed watching this video who does not know you. Right now I pray that you would touch their heart and set them free. Set them free to know you. If that's you and you would like to know more about Jesus, you would like to begin a journey with him or take your next step in your journey with him, there is a link that will come up in the chat of whichever platform you are watching. Why don't you go ahead and Click on that and we will get one of our leaders to meet with you, to speak with you and help you take those next steps. God bless you. Have a glorious Sunday.